Today, we're going to continue with the Half of the House message. And um, today, I've called it living an all-in kind of life. Living an all-in kind of life. James chapter 1 says this. Listen to this. It says, when you ask Him, God, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do. I think this verse in James has been something that's always got my attention because no one wants to live an unstable life. I don't believe anyone sets out and says, my life is gonna be unstable, hallelujah. I don't believe anybody aspires to that. I believe when we uh, don't underrealize the power of making decisions, I think we've got to learn from this or something we can learn from this is that there's no benefit to be double-minded or to be disloyal. And so I love the wisdom of God here. He's encouraging us uh, when we come to God, let's believe that He is who He is, that He is who He says He is, that His character and and these promises can be trustworthy. And so I just think being double-minded or, or even just being not sure, it, it's amazing how it can bring a whole sense of uh, lack of stability in our lives. And I don't believe God's calling any of us to live uh, unstable in our life. I believe stability is a blessing, amen? And, um, and I just wanna encourage you as we think about living an all-in kind of life, just to really think about what does all-in look like? And if we can allow ourselves to go on this incredible journey is that God doesn't need us, but He wants us. I think we need Him, but how amazing is it when we go from needing Him to, I actually want you too, to know Him and to make Him known. The essence of humanity was intimacy with God. We had that at the beginning and we lost it. And so what do we do? We replace that intimate space that was reserved for God, I guess, and we fill it with anyone or anything. And as human beings, we literally have that capacity to fill our lives up with the wrong things. And if you listen to the story of Jesus all the time, He's always giving us something to look at when it comes to the narrative of Jesus. And that is not good and bad. The religious mindset of our world today often thinks, well, I think it's all about good and bad. And that's what Jesus, and who's good and who's bad anyway? Well, turn to the person next to you and look and think, are they a good person? There's some hesitation going on right now. All right, let's turn to the person behind you. Are they a bad person? <laughs> How dare you judge? But think about it. Who is good and who is bad? And more importantly, who gets to decide? Do I get to decide who's good? Do you get to decide who's good? I think you'll miss the whole narrative of heaven. The whole narrative of Jesus was not good or bad. It was pride and humility. Everything He showed us, everything He did to interact, whether it was a parable, a story, a figurative or a symbol or some kind of real life situation, He was letting us know what pride looks like, what humility looks like. And the Word always encourages us that God will be gracious to humility, but He does resist the proud. Pride blinds us. You can be so close and still not see. But humility keeps us open, helps us to be teachable. And I hope we never lose our capacity to be curious and to learn and learn from anyone, everyone. You don't copy everyone, but you can learn from everyone, but you just don't copy everyone. 
Learn from everyone, but copy no one. That's what I like to say. But just understand that we can learn if we've got a spirit of humility. And humility is not a concept. It's a person. And so if you want to come close to humility, come close to Jesus, guess what comes on your life? A whole lot more humility. You want to you come close to a mother? If you want to be a mother, come close to a mother. You want to be a doctor? Come close to a doctor. Why do we put junior doctors with senior doctors? You want to become an architect? Come close to an architect. You want to be an engineer? Come close to an engineer. If you want to be a leader? Come close to a leader. You want to be a drummer? Come close to Robert. You want to be a barista? Come close to a... Come close to Patrick. What I'm trying to say is, is if you want wisdom, come close to wisdom. It's amazing how humility will bring you into most amazing experiences in your life. And yet pride will rob you of the most incredible opportunities in life. And that's what Jesus is dealing with so often through these stories. And so heart for the house, what is it? It's an opportunity, an invitation to keep the journey of humility. If you just allow yourself again to consider what Heart for the House represents and why it's such a defining moment for us as individuals, but us collectively, it's because Heart for the House is about leaning into God. It's about going to God. So think about it, a church praying to God. What is Heart for the House? It's a call for the church to go to God in prayer. Oh my goodness, what would that look like? A collective opportunity, invitation for us to go to God in prayer. Wow. I think that's pretty impressive. What about this? Uh, An invitation for the church to trust God. Uh, That's incredible. Think about what else Heart for the House is. It's it's an invitation for us to release faith. You go to God in prayer. Your Father reassures you, speaks into the very soul of your being. Peace and reassurance in His promises. You cannot go wrong by being in His presence. Amen. This is what defines our faith. And you come out of this place of trust. You trust His character. You trust His nature. You trust His promises. You trust His presence. Like Jacob, he had an encounter with God and the presence of God is the house of God and the house of God is the presence of God. And so he had an encounter with God and trust came out of it. Imagine our church this year where we're growing in trust, where we're going to God, where we're hearing His voice in prayer. That is only gonna build strength into us collectively and individually. And all I'm trying to say to you, if you want to be full of wisdom, you've got to come close to it. You want to grow in something, you've got to come close to it. If you want to be full of humility, you've got to come close to humility. The person of Jesus will never diminish you. If you want to find yourself, you need to first lose yourself. That's the promise of heaven. And the greatest words that Jesus has given us is if Treat others as you would be wanting to be treated. And we live in an amazing time today with technology and, and I need you to understand the tension of what's going on here. Why is Heart for the House so important for us? It's lifting a generation. It's shifting a mindset. It's seeing bigger. It's seeing the way God sees it. So let's come back to technology right now. We're all surrounded by it. We've just introduced a new giving platform. But what is it we do with technology? If we're not all careful, we'll do like we do with all things. So today we have a scooter. I don't own a scooter. I can rent a scooter. I can, I, can, I can put it on my phone. I can download the app. I can secure it. I can reserve it. I've seen people fight outside of drive now cars because there was a blip in technology. 
Humility says, you have it. There's another one right next door. But no pride will fight the fight at all costs. So what do we do? We rent a scooter and we only need it for 10 minutes. Fine. Great. No worries about insurance. Don't have to remember the the renewal letter. Whatever it is, it's great. It's great. It's great. But human people, humanity, doesn't tend to just treat it just with technology or scooters. What we do with technology or what we do with scooters or anything that we do in cities to now, we end up doing with each other. I only need a scooter for 10 minutes. It's convenient. It meets my needs. And then we stop and then we suddenly go, oh, I only need you for 10 minutes. I have a need. And so maybe you can meet that need. And if you can't, I'll find someone else. And I know this is not pleasant to hear, but we are living in a a world where it is literally polarized and it's unstable and it's literally bringing more tension than we could ever imagine. And Jesus gives us a better way. And he helps us to understand that, yeah, technology is not evil. It's not bad. It's not really good. It's fantastic if you know how to use it, but you cannot treat people the same way you treat the scooter. If I smash a car, it's just material. But if I smash a person, but you see, we have this mentality, oh, well, it's just a car, smash a car, get a new one. Yeah, but you can't smash another person and just think you're going to get a new person. You need the wisdom of God when it comes to your decisions and your relationships. What does Heart for the House do? It gets us to come into a better way, to think bigger, to submit to wisdom, to submit to humility, to submit ourselves to something that God knows is better for us. If you get hurt, it can take a long time to be restored. If you get broken, it can take a long time to get back. And so I want you to know that the wisdom of God is that is really going to build your life. And it's something that I believe helps us so Coming close to a leader helped me, I believe, do what I do today. And I honestly believe what you're called to do for the future is going to mean coming close to something that is a part of your future. And I believe the house of God is not something you just pop into or attend. It's the family of God. It's the family of faith. It's something you belong to, not just attend. You come close to the house of God. You come close to God in His house. Come close to His presence and it will sustain you. It will provide for you and it will heal you because that's what God does. And so the Bible calls us priests in 1 Peter chapter 2. He says that we are priests. We've been now, we've been made priests. Now, how do you become a priest? Because we have a high priest called Jesus. So to become a good priest, you've got to come close to the high priest. These are all languages that the Bible uses, but you understand now because I've given you an example. A junior doctor learns through hanging out a senior doctor. So what I'm trying to say is that this relationship, not religion, this relationship that we have can do more for us than we ever ever could imagine. And so I think it comes down to understanding, are you an all-in kind of person? Because to be all-in was the way Jesus lived his life. He was all-in. As a high priest, he's all-in. He lived his life all in. And I think if we're going to live all in, and and I just want you to think about it. What does all in look like in the sports world? What does all in look like? I think we could appreciate all in in the sports world. Why? Because we like to see all in mentality. We want to see people all in. There's nothing worse than seeing a team that's not all in. You could say to some degree it's entertainment. 
It's entertaining to see an incredible game where everybody is all in. So we appreciate all in in the sports world. It's amazing. It's entertaining. It's amazing. And we love it. One of the favorite things I love to see is young kids, four, five, six years old, playing football. And they just follow the ball all around the pitch like a swarm of bees. Just They don't have any positions. They're just like all in. No, you're a defender. I don't want to be a defender. I want to be after the ball. Anyone know what I'm talking about? And it's such a joy to see it. Because they're all in, because all in is so attractive. But think about all in in studies. I'm all in for my studies. Well done. Your future depends on it. Your future's connected to it. What about all in in travel? Wow, it's such an education. But you can't spend your whole life traveling. What does all in look like in church? And so all in for church. Oh dear, what a waste of potential. Why don't it turn into, oh, amazing and it's going to totally transform my life. Why don't we see us all in in the house of God as an incredible opportunity, an invitation to go from brokenness to healing, from nowhere to somewhere, from I'm all about me to now I'm all about Him. Could anybody say amen? I'm full of pride, but now I'm on a journey of humility. It's about time this part of the world, we give people a new picture of all in. What I'm trying to say in this moment is how many times have you had a go and you've belly flopped? You've tried to be all in and maybe it didn't work and maybe you were at the front one day, but now you're at the back. I don't know who hurt you. I don't know what's upset you. I don't know what mistake you've made. I don't know what it is that's got you to be hesitation and reserve, but I'm telling you, God's calling you to come back in to the game. All in is the name of what you are called to be a part of. Hesitation is not attractive. Jesus didn't hesitate on the cross. He was all in. He wasn't reserved. He was all in because He knew what was at stake and He knew what was on the other side. Do you know what your hesitation is gonna cost you? Hesitation at work is gonna cost the company. Hesitation in your marriage is gonna cost your marriage. Hesitation with the kids is gonna cost your children and their relationship. You cannot live a life of hesitation. Jesus says, I call you to a better way, an all in kind of way. Double-minded is unstable in all your ways. And I need you to understand what the house is, it's all in. Because it's gonna transform you. The house of God is not just when you feel like it, it's all in. It's today and the future, but so often we're letting the future be defined by the past. Maybe you've come in today and you've got baggage. And that's what's causing you to say, I'm not sure. Maybe you've come from a bad situation in church. Maybe something's gone wrong. I just need you to know you're in the house of God. You're in His presence. You're in something that is redeeming, wholesome, something that can restore you. But just be honest enough. If it's a yes, go for it. All in. Because there's no other way to serve Christ. And I just want you to know, even if it doesn't go your way, could you still be in? What happens if you don't get the job? Could you still be in? What happens if you don't get married? Could you still be all in? What happens if the baby doesn't come? Could you still be all in? What happens if another answers, answers another prayer in your life? Could you still be all in? Jesus was all in for you and He didn't know you were gonna come. He didn't know you were gonna say yes. So I believe for all of us, we're going into an incredible season of what Heart for the House represents. And I believe it's an opportunity, an invitation to declare all in, all in. 
And I honestly believe if your answer is yes, then all in, let it be that way. If it's a no, just please be big enough to say what's stopping you. And if you're not sure, what have you made bigger than God? Because if you'll make God bigger than whatever it is, I tell you, He will absolutely restore you into the most amazing place.